Hi, I'm Faye Eugenie Batun. Welcome to the Unshaken Podcast. I'm a tennis player, writer, and child of God, passionate about helping fellow athletes run this race called life. Life is full of adversity. It hits us chick shots and throws the nastiest curveballs. Sometimes it shakes our own little worlds. Despite it all, I believe through our friend Jesus, we can live unshaken lives for His glory. Imagine this. Jesus walking down a beaten path with His family. He holds His little sister's hand while they go to market. Their mother Mary instructs them to get bread while she finds some wine for dinner. As Jesus and His sister get the bread, Jesus' friends wave to Him saying, See you at work later. It's hard to imagine, isn't it? Our Savior, our Lord, living a seemingly normal life. He walked on earth. He ate food and drank water. He had an earthly mother and father. He did chores and worked as a carpenter. He had siblings to play with and guide. Yet through it all, he never sinned. Not even one little white lie to joke around with his younger brother or an eye roll when his mom asked him to take care of his siblings. What about his carpentry work, or day-to-day duties, or people who wronged him? Didn't he ever get the urge to call in sick when he didn't feel like working, or punch a guy for disrespecting him? It amazes me how someone who is fully human could also be fully God. For 30 years, Jesus lived on earth among imperfect people who no doubt tempted him and tested his patience. While little is written about Jesus before his ministry, we see his character shine in the Gospels. We see how he loved imperfect people. We see how he was able to be bold and confident while being humble and meek at the same time. We see how he gave comfort to the grieving and conviction to the hesitant. In every way possible, Jesus was perfect. Because he changed my life, I want to live for him. And living for him means living like him. Last week, we talked about what it means to live like Jesus. Living like him isn't about crossing off items from a do-good checklist. It isn't about shouldering life all on our own or striving for perfection. Because the truth is, We need God's strength and provision to live for His glory. And if you want to listen more on this, check out episode 1. Today we're digging a little deeper into how Jesus lived His day-to-day life. By no means is this a checklist for us to follow. Rather, it's an admiration of how amazing Jesus is. As flawed human beings, we can't be perfect in every way. But I hope what you take out of this is a renewed awe for Jesus. His perfect life only amplifies his sacrifice on the cross. I also hope that we allow Jesus to work within us. May we let him show us how we can love him and those around us better. Today I'll be talking about just two of the characteristics of Jesus I've learned from the Gospels. Next week, I'll cover the other three. Without further ado, let's dive in. Number one, Jesus is a safe place. The gospel never gives an account of Jesus 
turning away a hurting person. In fact, there are countless occurrences when Jesus comforted those who desperately needed him. I remember the story of the woman who wiped Jesus' feet with her own hair and tears after pouring perfume over him. She begged Jesus for forgiveness and kissed his feet. While others in the room thought ill of this, Jesus forgave the woman of her sins. He said to her, Because you believed, you are saved from your sins. Go in peace. See Luke 7.50 The others knew that this woman was a sinner with a terrible reputation. But Jesus didn't treat her that way. Jesus could have said to the woman, Why are you touching me? You are a notorious sinner. Leave me be. If he had done that, the others in the room would have had no problem with it. In Jewish culture at that time, touching someone or something impure meant that you yourself would be impure. They might have even admired Jesus for trying to remain, and I quote, pure. In Israel at that time, men also believed that they were higher beings intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually. To let a woman besides your wife touch you, even if it was your cousin or by accident, was considered shameful. Yet, Jesus didn't embarrass this woman. Instead, he allowed her to cry at his feet. He comforted her in her brokenness. While the other men looked down on women, Jesus chose to give her grace. He chose to meet her right where she was and give her peace. Jesus was a safe place for this woman. She knew she was a sinner. She knew she had a bad reputation. But she knew she was safe with Jesus. Safe enough to come as she was with her guard down and cry at his feet. There are countless stories of how Jesus was a safe place for people. These people weren't afraid of getting ridiculed by him. Unlike the Pharisees who judged people left and right and were blind to their own sin, Jesus actually had the right to judge. But instead, he forgave. He made people like Mary and Martha feel safe in his presence. He gave a renewed life to the adulteress at the well. He healed the bleeding woman who merely touched his cloak. He forgave Peter of denying him three times and allowed him to play a crucial role in the building of the early church. We never have to be afraid to be in Jesus' presence. And if you've accepted him in your life as Lord and Savior, you don't ever have to live in shame. Because he says, go in peace. I want to ask you today, are you a safe place for people? Is your presence a judgment-free zone? Will you accept people as they are and show them love and grace as Jesus did? I have to be honest with you. I haven't been the best at doing that, but I'm learning and taking the next steps forward. Will you take them with me? Number two, Jesus values the heart over the show. As we saw in the last example, Jesus didn't care about what others thought of him. He didn't allow people's looks and sneers 
to deter him from showing love to broken, hurting people. In fact, several times in the Bible, Jesus proved that he didn't help people to look good. He didn't love and heal others to gain the approval of people. And unlike the Pharisees, he didn't pray to God the Father to gain clout. In Matthew 6, 6, Jesus says, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And in Matthew 6, 16-18, He told His disciples not to look sad when they fast. The Pharisees stayed unkempt and grieved when they fasted to get attention. Jesus said, God the Father would reward them in full. People's praises were not the goal of fasting. When Jesus prayed to God, he often retreated to a mountain. This gave him rest and peace. When he was grieved by the loss of his friend John the Baptist, he went to a mountain and prayed to God. He prayed because he had a relationship with his father, not because he wanted to get brownie points. When the Pharisees ridiculed Jesus and his disciples for not performing a ceremonial hand washing before eating, see Matthew 7, 3, Jesus replied with a prophecy from Isaiah. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. See Matthew 7, 6-7. And in the next verse, Jesus says, you have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to human traditions. Jesus cares more about our hearts than of human rules and traditions. He cares more about our relationship with Him than the opinions of others. When Jesus walked on this earth, He was a safe place. He welcomed hurting, broken people into His life and gave them hope. Through it all, He never put up a mask. He was open and honest and was genuine in his love. May we ask Jesus to teach us his ways and guide us in his truth. See Psalm 25, 5. May we grow closer to him in prayer and let his presence fill our soul. Out of the overflow of his love, may we love others. Thanks for listening, friends. If you want to catch part two of this post, make sure to tune in next week. I've had a lot of fun diving into the Gospels with you. See you later. Your teammate in Christ, Faye Eugenie Batoon.